the bloodthirst of man. <laughs> and frog. Hello and welcome to The Launch Sequence, your comedy podcast about adulting, millennials, and the life of a soon-to-be ex-college student. We're coming to you stressed out like sleep-deprived hamsters. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Although it may not necessarily be morning. We're glad to be back this week after a short break due to the final papers and final season. We'll be doing an abridged podcast this week to leave time for panicking about post-grad life and frenetic paper writing. Formatic is not a word. Nope. On the end of the podcast, we panic about finals, write poetry about finals, and try to distract ourselves from finals. Before we get into the meat of the show, it's time for the 10-second check-in. Because deadlines loom on the horizon like an approaching horde, you only have 10 seconds to tell me about your week. Ready, set, go. I have an insane amount of things to do. I turned in two significant essays this week. I've also been holding rehearsals for two plays I'm directing. um, And I'm in a choir thing that's taking over my entire week. Even if your homework isn't. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Andrew. Because Western society operates on monochronic time, you only have 10 seconds to tell me about your week. Ready, set, go. Uh, so I've got two papers due this week. I've got a research paper on media and chemical weapons and convent- versus conventional weapons. I've got another one on diagnosing the problem with the American church and how they relate to politics, which is a huge... Stop. It's probably good that I stopped you there, huh? <laughs> Next up, our recurring section, Ramen and Rhyme, a section designed to both get a laugh and channel that millennial angst. Mike and I have each written a poem with the same title. We have not yet heard each other's poems... We'll read them out loud and interpret them on the fly. The title of this week's poems is, of course, Finals. Before I uh, start mine, I want to give a little bit of context to our listeners. Uh, For those of you not in the Westmont community, we've suffered quite a few evacuations. Uh, Last one was during final season, and we've had a couple others due to floods and fires and the consequences of those. Uh, And this is written in light of some deep-held fears in our community. "'Twas the night before finals, and all through the house. Many students were studying, up analyzing Faust. The flashcards are marked with a highlighter with care, in hope that St. Nicholas facts they'd later declare. The youth were all nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of failure danced in their heads. With me and my boxers and Micah and pants <laughs> had settled our brains for a short study nap. When out of my phone arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the desk, I flew on pure reflex, opened the lock screen, and checked out the text. When what to my wandering eye did appear, but emergency alert, (laughs) the fourth this year. With a great old groan, deep and thick, I knew in the moment it was no trick. More rapid than eagles, these evacs they come, and quite defeated, I called them by name. Now Thomas, now Flood, now Water Delivery, on gas mask, on packed cars, on evacuation. To the top of the mountain, to the top of the state, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. Andrew, how long did it take you to put that together? <laughs> 30 minutes of time I did not, should have spent on that. <laughs> Did not have, should not have spent on that. That was, uh, I'm, I'm kind of blown away. That's hilarious. The visions of failure danced in their heads. 
was a was a good line. Also, the the meter on the now Thomas now flood now water delivery on gas mask on on that line was was spot on. That was that was great. Thank you. I was like, I, I thought about it. I was like, I should. I don't have the space in my head to come up with something deep, so I'll do another rewrite. And then I realized how long that poem is. Yeah, that's a really long <laughs> poem, and you didn't do all of it. I did. No, you, that's like you, the first there's, section. There's, yeah, there's a whole st- like you skipped. There's a line about uh, the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow. Oh gave yeah, a luster of midday yeah. to uh, something below. Exactly. And, so I, I bit off more than I could chew, but I was committed. I was gonna I was gonna finish you, a you, section. You pulled it off well. Finals. It means ending, it means the last thing, it means nothing after this. It means panicked students and harried professors and lack of sleep and lots of coffee. It means I don't have time to do all the things left to do. It contains the difference between I'm done in a month and I must finish in a month. It means ending, the last thing. Except not really. The culmination, the completion, the last and clearly not least, but not the ending, not the last thing. Not nothing, but something must come after this. Mmm. Ooh, that was... that was... Continuing the trend of Andrew joking and Micah getting to the core of the emotional question, uh, I really like the line, uh, the kind of, it means I don't have time to do all the things uh, left to do, and it contains the difference between I'm done in a month and I must finish in a month. Um, I particularly feel that as we approach the ending of things, that both I have so much I need Mm -hmm. to get done, um, but all the things that I wish I could get done this last month, all the events I'd like to host and people I'd like to hang out with. Um, you know, but also the fact that, like, something has to come after the finals. So it's yeah. like it is this looming deadline, but also I'll finish it and life will continue. The world, you know. Yeah, well, like, on, on the one hand, like, things will finish whether we do them or not. Like, yeah. we will run into the end of the semester in spite of ourselves. But also, there's a lot of work that has to happen between yes. now and then. <sighs> All right, that was good. Thank you. Well, a couple of weeks back, we told you, our lovely audience, about upcoming movies like Dora Dora Product Placement. Since those were such studio hits and the summer blockbuster season is coming up, I thought we'd tell you listeners some more. It's time for In a World. Rules are as follows. One of us will read off three suggestions. The other will then attempt to do their best trailer voice and tell us about that made-up movie that involves said items. Andrew. Harrison Ford and Blue from Blue's Clues. must assume the mantle of sheriff and run the bandits out of town. You've seen him in Indiana Jones, and very begrudgingly in the new Star Wars series. Now see Harrison Ford in an entirely new light in Blue's Gotta Run the Bandits Out of Town. Coming to you from PBS stations, (laughs) see Harrison Ford team up with famous detective Blue's Clues. Chain-smoking detective who's graduated from his childhood role, (laughs) educating children to being a hard-nosed pulp detective. See the two action heroes team up in amazing gunfights and deep character study in 
Ford and Blue, Wrath of the Bandit King. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Micah. Your character is Snow White. Okay. Teaming up with a Soviet spy. Okay, I like where this is going. And they need to um, find their lost father. All right. Against the backdrop of the Cold War. (laughs) With nuclear superpowers on the edge of mutual destruction. Snow White and her long-lost sister, Communist Red, (laughs) must travel together to find their absent father, witness the deep emotional catharsis as they reconcile their political differences. Snow White's very obviously a capitalist. (laughs) Come on, guys. And address the deep-seated emotional issues that they developed over years of repression and sad childhoods. Weep alongside the other audience members as they learn once again the power of sisterhood and also commit some war crimes. (laughs) Coming this summer, red, white, and blue, because their father is blue from Blue's Clues. All right, Andrew. A drill sergeant and a prince who has been turned into a frog get summoned to the Hunger Games. In a world where all protagonists must have father issues, (laughs) meet the prince who's been banished from his kingdom, not for being a frog, which he is, (laughs) but for his dysfunctional relationship with his father. Watch him and his old mentor, the drill sergeant, (laughs) struggle to keep both emotional connection and vulnerability and themselves alive as they're summoned to the Hunger Games. See the emotional bond flourish between this surrogate father and his frog son as they face both the ravages of familial dysfunction and the bloodthirst of man. And frog. And frog. Coming to theaters near you. Hungry for affection games. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's like, I don't care if I do I, I don't care. There, there's you the, need to survive. There, I can't survive without there's, you. There's there's the obligatory scene where they're having an argument and <clears throat> Frog Prince shouts, You're not my real father! And then hops away. Right. Like, hops angrily <laughs> away through the forest. And then later on, But you really are my true dad. <laughs> Son. Son. <laughs> But one of them's a frog. <laughs> but but by finding affection, he turns back into a person. It's oh, a humanity. metaphor. He oh, regains of his humanity. Of course, of course. Every podcast needs some sponsors. And since we're the one podcast Audible hasn't sponsored yet, this episode was sponsored by... The Night Before Christmas. The Night Before Christmas. It's a lot longer a poem than most people remember. <laughs> This episode brought to you by Snow White, apparently a capitalist. Clearly. I'm not alone here. Like, Snow White is clearly a capitalist.
Well, thank you for listening to us while pondering the validity of standardized testing, composing your thesis, or whatever more meaningful task you combine with this podcast. We would love suggestions for poem titles, questions, advice, and the sarcastic senior soapbox. Please send your suggestions to our team at the launch sequence podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or hit us up on Twitter at launchseekpod. That's launch S-E-Q pod. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. You get to tell us what you like and it helps us reach new listeners. Sound design and editing for the launch sequence was done by Mark Carlson, and our logo was designed by Izzy Mata. A special thanks to Westmont's music department for allowing us use of their space. Until next time, I'm Andrew Olson. And I'm Micah Anthony, and this has been The The Launch Launch Sequence. Sequence.